How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know, but how will the Gophers basketball lineup and rotation shake out this offseason? That's what we're going to talk about today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm host Kane Robb, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Gophers with you each and every day of the week. I'm glad to be back. I'm officially married. I got the bling. I put a ring on it. So I am excited to be back with you, the Gophers fans, back at it again here on June 1st, and we're diving in. But before we hit it, please like on wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe on YouTube. And let's jump in with our first topic. Now, we're going to get into basketball today, but the first topic of the day is our new commit for the class of 2023, and that is quarterback Drew Vioto. He's a three-star quarterback from Michigan. Other offers include Maryland, Syracuse, Buffalo, Bowling Green, and Eastern Michigan, just to name a few. Now, those schools aren't things that are going to blow you out of the water and be like, oh my gosh, we just got a top guy. No, I'm not here to say that. But what I do think we got is more position depth. And that's what this this commit was. Now, uh, I know from my recruiting experience uh, previously, you always want to pull one quarterback in each class if you can so that way you're keeping a that room you're keeping a competition of sorts and you're able to see that room grow that process grow and really continue to have something in case anything happens whether that be injury whether that be transfers so you always shoot for having at least one quarterback sign in your recruiting classes now that being said i do not see Mr. Vioto competing for a starting job next season when the job is up for grabs. Uh, I just don't think that he is of the same caliber as a guy like Ethan or Jacob Newth. Um, I think both those guys have better upside and a higher ceiling to reach. And so I just don't see it becoming him becoming a starter. Now, I could be wrong there. I could be wrong. But that's where I kind of see this now. Overall, his high school coach says that he's a very cerebral quarterback who is like a coach on the field. Now, regardless if he's becoming a starter in the future or not, that's a type of mind you want to because it helps develop and it helps really raise the entire IQ of your quarterback room. It helps the guys grow with each other. It helps other people see things in different manners. So no matter if you're looking at him as a a starting type guy or just some rotational depth or having a depth piece in case of injury, having a cerebral guy like that is absolutely beneficial to the program. Now, again, I don't think I see him starting in the future, but at least he'll have the opportunity to compete for the job after Tanner Morgan departs this season. I still believe Ethan Kalik. I got to get this right folks. Okay. So Ethan's dad, called me out on Twitter, and I have to get the pronunciation right. It is Kaliak Manis. Kaliak Manis. So Ethan Kaliak Manis 
is the future of the position, in my opinion. Shout out to Pops, Alex. Uh, I apologize, and we're going to get that right every time here on the show. You got to let me work it back into my verbiage. But overall, I think he's still the future. And let's get to the basketball side of things. But first, before we do that, I want to talk about Rock Auto and our friends over there because car troubles are bound to happen. And for some reason, they always seem to turn up in the summer so if you get a light that comes on if you get a part that all of a sudden you you need a car truck suv whatever the vehicle you are driving be sure to head on over to rockauto.com to get the best price for that part when you go to the car dealership you're often overcharged sometimes 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more than what the best offer is for that part not not anymore. We have these electronic devices. We have our computers. So head on over to rockauto.com where they can help get you the best price, no matter what you're looking for, what part you're looking for, even new carpet. So head on over to rockauto.com. And when you do that, be sure in the how did you hear about us box to write locked on so they know we sent you. Now they have reliable low prices and parts galore so be sure to head on over to rockauto.com and check that out as soon as you need to when it comes to your vehicles now thank you again for listening to the lockdown golden gophers podcast and making us your first listen we're getting jumped back off i know i took a little break there it was a brief break but i think with me i just committed tied the knot and I'm officially a married man, so I'm excited about that. We had a great weekend full of love and family and friends, and now it's time to get back to Gophers. Speaking of Gophers, I want to talk about Kerwin Walton. The dream there, folks, is dead. It's gone, it's passed, and we need to let it go. Now, it was it was very promising when he entered the transfer portal, and we are like, oh my gosh, this is real. We could do this. Like we could bring in Kerwin with Dawson and have Jamison battle. It was a dream. And that's just what it was, folks. It was a dream. And we have woken up and it is no longer a thing. He announced his top five for his next school. And that is Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Clemson, Memphis, and Kansas State. Now, if I was just going with a gut check, I have no idea how he feels about these programs. I would say he's going to land with Memphis with Penny Hardaway to get an opportunity to not only be featured, but work with an NBA mind and be able to take that leap in his future. Now, with that being said, this likely means the Gophers are settled with the roster that they have. Now, what that means, it means that our guard depth could be fairly shallow this season with Talon Cooper, Torres Samuels, Brayden Carrington getting a majority of those minutes, but we also have Jaden Henley who could compete, Will Ramberg and Jack Purcell who are both walk-ons, and they could also try to compete for minutes there. Now, the Gophers likely will rely a lot on true freshman Braden Carrington. That's what this means to me. It means that we didn't go all out. We we like the roster that we have, and you know what? Braden Carrington is a important piece to this future. He is the only really pure shooting guard and pure two guard on the team and the pure shooter from the guard position. So I think we're going to see a lot of him this season. I think we'll see him early and often if he can pick it up quickly. If he can pick the, the system up quickly and playing at that next level, 
quickly, he's going to get heavy minutes. I truly believe that. Now, also, it means Jaden Henley may be pushed to develop quick and even quicker than we had imagined. I know Coach Ben Johnson has talked about wanting him to be able to be both uh, on the ball and off the ball, be able to move with and without the ball to run the offense, to start it and get better at his ball handling so he can run a guard position, even with his length and athleticism. So I think that'll push Jaden Henley to try and pick it up quicker. And then finally, I think our rotations and lineups are likely to be a lot bigger and on the taller side. That's what I'm gathering. Unfortunately, the dream is dead, folks. Kerwin Walton is not coming home, but it's still a promising basketball season approaching. I still believe that we can be right in there in the thick of things and being competitive in the Big Ten. I don't think we're winning the Big Ten any at least not this season, but I think that we will show more competitively coming up this season, and that is what you want to see. Now, we're going to stick along with basketball, and we're going to talk about how that rotation and the minutes could potentially break down and what I see coming up next. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. You see, Bet Online is where you can get all of the latest sports wagering information. You can get your Heisman voting your Heisman voting odds over at Bet Online, your first game of the season for majority of the FBS level games. Those odds are already on Bet Online. And again, the over and unders and win totals for your college Power 5 programs are all over at Bet Online as well. Not only college sports, but the NBA playoffs has their odds over there with the finals. My Celtics, yes, sir, we're going to the finals. Hopefully, we're taking that dub home, but they're playing the Warriors. You can find those odds over there. The NHL playoffs are in the thick of it. We're in the final four teams there. And so NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, college football futures, even NFL futures. If you think you know who the MVP is going to be, you can look at those odds and find what those numbers are to place a bet. So bet online, head on over for esports, for live betting, for playoffs, drafts, and more. Bet online is where the game starts. Now, we're going to dive right in. This is the headline topic. This is what we're here to talk about, and that is the anticipated rotation for the Gophers men's basketball program. We're going to jump right into it. I want to talk about guards. We've just talked about how Kerwin Walton is no longer coming here. It seems like our roster is pretty set heading into this offseason and heading into likely be the summer camp. And that includes four guys playing the guard position, in my opinion. Now, I don't believe Jack Purcell and Will Ramberg are going to be heavy contributors. So I've got them in the little to no time in the rotation. Three categories. I got my guards, I got my forwards, I got my little to no time in the rotation this season. And those two guys fill into fall into that last one, the little to no time. So I'm not going to do too much talking about them. Now, the first person I want to talk about is Talon Cooper. We've already discussed him at length over this offseason. But if you're new to the show, then I want you to know I truly believe Talon Cooper is going to be a key piece in this offense. He's the guy that's going to be facilitating, running the offense, making sure it runs flawlessly and smoothly. And think of what Chris Paul does for any NBA team. 
he's been on. He hasn't had to be that go-to scorer. Now, in his time with the Hornets, he might have had a little moments here and there, a couple years with the Clippers, but overall, he has always been one of the best assist mans in the NBA. He's been great at running offenses, finding the open man, setting up the easy options for his teams, and that is exactly what I believe Talon Cooper will be with this team. I believe he is the starting point guard, heavy minutes, he's a facilitator, and he's probably going to be the third or fourth scorer on the team. Now, as far as minutes goes, I have him penciled in at 30 to 33 minutes per game. Now, that could flux between that range, but I truly think he'll be above 30 minutes in most games. Now, that goes to say a lot because looking at as we break three players over 30 minutes a game until Lon Cooper is one of them. Now, if you took the lowest number of each of these ranges I give you, it adds up to 200 minutes, which is what you see from five starters or five players on the floor that play 40 minutes, which is two 20-minute halves. So essentially, that 200 minutes mark is telling you that that's a full game's worth of minutes. So if you take the low range of all of these, you'll hit that 200. And I believe it could flex and vary depending on the opponent and the matchup. So that's where I got him at that 30 to 33 minutes could be maybe plus one or two, plus or minus one or two minutes on either side. So he is the starting point guard, no doubt about that. Taurus Samuels is the next guard I want to talk about. He's he's likely going to be the backup point guard, but honestly, depending on how quickly the other guards, the younger true freshmen develop, he could be a combo guard starter to kick off the year. He's a defensive presence, and he is very smart with the ball. He is efficient, and he doesn't turn it over. Now, he's not a great shooter, so it, it makes it more difficult to have him playing that true two position. Talon Cooper is an efficient shooter, but he's not a great shooter. He's right in that mid-30s from three-point. Torres Samuels is in the mid to lower 30s, more so lower 30s, and even I believe one of his seasons he was at like 29% shooting from deep, so it's not the greatest from Torres Samuels. Now, I like I said, he could be the backup point guard as some of those younger guys get more involved and more comfortable within our system. But he has a clean assist to turnover ratio, super efficient, and you should feel 100% comfortable handing the baton to run the offense from Talon Cooper to Torres Samuels when needed, when Talon Cooper needs that quick breath, quick breather. Now, I have Torres Samuels at about 20 to 24 minutes per game, and that could bounce between both the one and the two positions. Now let's jump into Braden Carrington, true freshman. He's a pure two guard. He's from Park Center High School here in Minnesota. He won Mr. Basketball. He can shoot the lights out of the ball, man. He is a lights out shooter. And what we hope for with Kerwin Walton potentially coming here, I believe Braden Carrington can be that. He can play that role. But how quickly can he adjust, pick it up, and grasp the game at the Division I college basketball level that is the biggest thing so i think he might start out lower in the minutes but eventually i think it is going to rise and he is going to be a key contributor he's the best floor spacing shooter on the team especially from the guard position could see medium usage early and wrap things up as things begin to click and i have him at 18 to 23 minutes per game so just under Torres Samuels but as he picks it up he could hit that top range and be the starting two guard 
Now, the final guard that I want to talk about is Jaden Henley, who it seems Coach Ben Johnson wants to run in that guard role, whether it be as the main ball handler or as the off-ball guard. Now, it was stated that he would be worked in as a ball handler, and he would need to develop both on and off the ball. And I anticipate that his contributions will likely be due to scarcity at the position, but the minutes are going to be dependent on performance. And I think he is a little bit more raw of a prospect, so I have him much lower in minutes. I have him at 7 to 15 minutes a game. Think about that's what we saw from four star, previous four-star Isaiah Enan, who we'll talk about later as well. But he saw about 10 to 14 minutes in his first two seasons. So I think that we could see that same type of development where it's a little bit slower and it picks up as he starts to grasp things because he is more raw of a talent. That wraps up our guard position. The rest of it is really front court. Now, before I dive into the rest of the front court, I just wanted to list the last player I have in the little to no time in the rotation this upcoming season. I think he could be a very big piece for the Gophers moving forward, but I think as a true freshman, Josh Ola-Joseph will likely not see a large variety of time. I think overall, he'll likely be a guy that develops, and then as these next couple years come, Coach Ben Johnson has talked about how he could be a jack-of-all-trades that plays like a Jay Crowder role. I think as he gets older, as he gets the strength program at the college collegiate level, and he really grasps the knowledge of the game and the speed of the game, I think he'll be an important player in the future, but not next season. So let's dive into the forwards, which we are definitely heavier at. Uh, I believe Jamison Battle, we all know that's the key guy. That's the main guy. That's the key contributor who is also the key person coming back from last year's roster. I believe he'll be anywhere between 32 and 37 minutes a game. So at the top end of that range, that means he's maybe taking a quick breather for like a minute or two in one half and then a minute in the other half. That means he's going to be on the floor heavily and now coach ben johnson even said he wants to challenge jameson battle to be in the absolute best conditioning of his life and when a coach is out there stressing that you know he doesn't want him to leave the floor i think we're going to see a heavy heavy usage with jameson battle he's a two-way player and honestly he might be the best shooter on the team i think Braden carrington could push him from deep but he can stroke the lights out from all three levels and I think we could see him flex between the two position, the three position, and the four position, which means that he could be in a lot of our bigger lineups playing the two. So not worrying too much about not having that large guard rotation because you know what? We could play big. You know, we're not playing the small ball warrior style, but we play a large lineup that is athletic and flexible. Thinking about something like the Celtics where you're playing with a Jalen Brown, a Jason Tatum, an Al Horford, and a Robert Williams. All those guys are massive, long, and lanky. And then you have one true guard on the floor in Marcus Smart. We could run that same type of long, lanky, athletic type body types on the floor with Talon Cooper facilitating. And then you have guys like Jameson Battle, Dawson Garcia, Isaiah Enan, and Parker Fox on the floor with Talon Cooper. I would not be surprised to see that type of lineup, and that might help when it comes to the rebounding, which is something I believe this team could struggle with if they don't find a way to lean into that strength. Now, if you play a big 
a, a larger team, a taller team, a lankier team, uh, a lineup like that, like what I just listed, that's where you can start to see maybe some advantages in rebounding by getting more opportunities. Now, like I said, Jameson Battle, key guy, we all know that. Dawson Garcia, I believe, is going to be the next most key guy on the roster. He is at 30 to 36 minutes per game for me, and that is if he gets that waiver clearance. If he doesn't get that, man, this year could look really different for how we approach things. Now, hopefully he gets that hardship waiver due to the things going on with his family and COVID and have wanting to be closer to home and it sounds like things are looking better in that light so with jameson battle dawson garcia and talon cooper i think those are the heavy heavy guys who get the most minutes on this entire roster dawson garcia is going to be probably the second scorer on the team we're probably going to ask him to look more into that rebounding i believe he usually averaged between five to six rebounds per game in his two years thus far. And I think we're going to probably push for him to be in that more seven to eight rebounds per game range, but he can hit from all three levels as well. And so it's going to help our versatility on the floor. So those three will be the heavy minutes guys. Now a surprising one I have is Isaiah Enan. I used to be really low on him, but after I read more and more, hear more and more from head coach Ben Johnson, it sounds like he really, really wants to get Isaiah Enan involved. He believes if he builds his confidence up, not only can he be a scoring threat at multiple levels, but honestly, he thinks he can be one of the best defenders, not only on the team, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country. He truly thinks that Isaiah Enan could possibly defend one through five if needed. Having a player that can do that and be the best defender on the floor, that elevates your entire program and your entire team defense. And so I think we're going to see a lot of contribution and a lot of trying to push Isaiah Enan into that role, which means that 18 to 22 minutes per game, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing that 20 to 22 range as opposed to the 18. So I think he's going to be a heavy contributor in this lineup. Pharrell Payne is the next guy I want to talk about. He's going to be more of a forward center. He's a bulkier guy. Coach Ben Johnson has called him built like Chris Weber at this point in time as a true freshman. So somebody built like that, somebody with that toughness, his aggression, he's aggressive and he's physical with post presence. And I think that honestly, he's going to fit right in with the Big Ten body type and banging around inside for the boards. He's a strong finisher. And so I think he will start out of the gates with 15 to 20 minutes per game playing in that front court. And that leads me to Trayton Thompson. I honestly think that Pharrell Payne is going to get more minutes than Trayton Thompson. I truly hope we find a way to work Trayton Thompson into our rotation and our lineup consistently. But honestly, I would not be surprised if he doesn't get the minutes he wants, if he ended up hitting the portal next season. Now, I hope that doesn't happen, but I do think that there's more expectations of guys like Pharrell Payne and Isaiah Enan than there are for Trayton Thompson. Trayton Thompson is a, the tallest player on the roster. He still has a smaller frame, but he can get in there and clean up the boards. He can be an inside rim protector. And so I think he'll see about 10 to 15 minutes per game. Uh, he could push for more if he can really elevate his interior presence and continue to hit the shot consistently from the mid range, but uh, I'm, I'm a little hesitant on Trayton Thompson. 
And then we're going to move into our last forward for the position, which is Parker Fox. I have him at 20 to 24 minutes per game. So that puts him at the fourth most in the rotation. So those top five in our rotation, our anticipated rotation, would be Talon Cooper, Jamison Battle, Dawson Garcia, Parker Fox, and Torres Samuels, averaging the most minutes and then guys that are contributing a lot would be Braden Carrington and Isaiah Enan. Those guys would be kind of your infrared pain. Those three would be your key rotational guys. So that's what I see is a rotation of eight main players, that being Talon Cooper, Torres Samuels, and Braden Carrington at the guard positions, those three, and then five forwards in Jameson Battle, Dawson Garcia, Isaiah Enan, Pharrell Payne, and Parker Fox. That would be the core eight. I believe that's how the minutes are going to work out this season. And then I think you'll see sporadic minutes with lower minutes, but some contributions from Trayton, Thompson, and Jaden Henley. And then the three guys with little no time in the rotation would be Jack Purcell, Will Ramberg, and Joshua Joseph. Overall, it's heavy in front court. I think mainly a three-player guard rotation, but Battle and Fox could even take some moments at the as the main facilitator and ball handler if needed or as that two guard position if needed playing in bigger lineups that's how it's going to shake out i would be surprised if it doesn't but we'll keep you posted here at locked on golden gophers be sure to follow and subscribe on youtube drop down below who you want me to interview next we're going to get some more interviews on the books for june and let's get this thing going june's gonna go crazy this is kane rob signing off have a good night i will see you tomorrow